What are our thoughts while we're here in the house of the Lord? What are our thoughts while we are at work? What are our thoughts while we're driving? You see, the Bible says to bring everything into the captivity of Christ. When we allow our thoughts to go further out and we allow to lose control of our thoughts, what happens? We get polluted. God wants a pure people. Welcome to Somebody Loves You Radio, the Bible teaching ministry of Roll Reese in Diamond Bar, California. We're glad you've tuned in for a new series focused on going all in with God in a life of uncompromising, pure devotion. Today, Roll will begin with a challenge to ground yourself in the guiding truth of God's Word. You know, it's easy to let your mind wander into places it shouldn't go. But as you'll see from the Israelites' experience, nothing is hidden from the Lord, and even your thoughts can bring Him glory. If you have your Bible, join us in Ezekiel chapter 8. Here's Raul Reese with the lesson, What's in Your Mind? The people of God were called by God. Since they came out of Egypt, they came out and they were in bondage for 430 years. And the Lord delivered them. And the moment they got to the other side and they were safe... And they were standing on safe ground after the Egyptian army was drowned by the Lord. Immediately they started complaining and murmuring and saying, We wish we were back in Egypt. Eating those garlics and those watermelons. That was a lie. They were not eating garlics and watermelons. They were in bondage to Pharaoh. Pharaoh, a type of Satan. And many times we tend to forget where we came from, who we were in the world. And here we see that as Israel progresses, and they're going over to the promised land, you know the story, 40 years it took them to get there. 40 years, they went in a circle. And by the time they got there, Moses died. Joshua now takes over the place. And at the same time, all those people that came out of Egypt, they were 20 and over. They all died of unbelief in the wilderness. They never got to see the promised land. Only their children. And by the time you come to the book of Joshua, in chapter 22 to 24, Joshua now is old. He's been leading the people into the land. And what happens? He gathers the people together. He says, now look, you guys, I want you to understand, my wife is here, my children are here, my grandchildren are here, and I want you to bring your wives and your children and your grandchildren to hear what I have to say. And he said, this is what I have to say to you. Choose you this day whom you're going to serve. And they were all in agreement. They all said, no, we're going to serve the Lord Jehovah God. They even pledged to it. They swore to it. And all you have to do now when you watch their parents and their grandparents and they die. As you turn the page from Joshua chapter 24, you come to the book of Judges. And in chapter 2 of Judges, verse 10, it says, And then after that generation died, there arose another generation that did not worship the Lord or serve the Lord. But they serve who? Ashtoreth, Baal, and all these other gods. They totally left 
the Lord. That's the book of Judges. And God sent them judges to get them back to him, but they continue to rebel. And then by the time you come to the book of 1 Samuel, 2 Samuel, 1 Kings, 2 Kings, Chronicles, you begin to see that the people of God were never the same. Never the same. They were always like in a roller coaster. They would get up and repent, and then they go right back in their sin. They would have a good king, and then another bad king would come along. And it was so sad to read the history of Israel, but yet God says, these are my people, and this is an example to you, so that you don't make the same mistakes that they made. And yet the church makes the same mistakes. That's why it says in the Bible, these things are written for our examples, so that we can learn from them what God said. And then one of the things that happens is that, first of all, the northern kingdom of Israel gets judged by the Lord. Because they left Jerusalem, the place of worship, as uh, Solomon's son came into power, Jeroboam, he split the kingdom. Two tribes were Judah, the southern kingdom, and ten were the northern kingdom. And they left Jerusalem, and they moved up to Tel Dan, all the way up north. All the way up north. And what did they do? They began to set up the golden calves. And when they began to worship the cows, God kept warning them, hey, listen, you need to repent. But they wouldn't listen. So God went ahead and he used Assyria, a wicked nation, to use her as an instrument of chastisement. And he brought them there. And what they did is they came against the northern kingdom of Israel. And when they came, Israel got so freaked out about it because Assyria, they were mean. And when they came in 722 B.C., Man, they made a mess of God's people as they went into judgment. And what happened in the judgment of God, there, the northern kingdom of Israel, those that were left behind with the Assyrians, they intermarried. And that's where we get the Samaritans in the New Testament, the half-breeds. Only 200 alive today. And yet, at the same time, here God shows Judah what God has done to the northern kingdom of Israel, but they don't listen. They don't want to hear it. They want to continue to do their own thing. So they go ahead another 160 years. And then what does God do? He gets Babylon. King Nebuchadnezzar to come and to make three sieges against them. And to take them in captivity to Babylon for 70 years. And before they left, they not only had, listen, Isaiah the prophet, Jeremiah the prophet. But also now Ezekiel and Ezekiel is speaking to the house of Israel in captivity while they're in Babylon. They're there. So in this chapter 8 of Ezekiel, we see that the Lord takes a prophet from Babylon in the spirit, picks him up by the hair in the spirit, and transforms him like John the Beloved over into the city of Jerusalem for God to show him what his people are thinking in their minds. And it was amazing what the prophet saw. When the prophet Ezekiel came to talk to the people of God, the Shekinah glory of God was in the house of the Lord. And then as the people didn't listen, the Shekinah glory of God got up to the top of the roof. And the prophet came again and said, now you better listen again. And the next time the Shekinah glory of God 
left the roof and went back to the Mount of Olives and the next time got to get back to heaven. It could happen, my friends. This is why it's so important that we understand what God says in His Word. There's no power. And God wants to have power in His house. This is the house of the Lord. You and I are the temple of the living God. And Ezekiel was so devastated when he saw, because God's going to say, Ezekiel, I'm going to take you into the minds of the people. I'm going to show you what they're thinking in their minds. Imagine that. While they were in the house of the Lord. What they were thinking. So sad. But here we have the 8th chapter of Ezekiel. Is God will speak to our own hearts. And this is so cool. Because here, God not only knew what he was doing. But God knew that this was the time that God had called him to do this. Look at chapter 8, beginning with verses 1 and 2. Here we have the glory of God was revealed to them. Here God reveals it. He says, And they came to pass in the sixth year, in the sixth month of the fifth day of the month, September 17, 592 B.C. To the present time. Notice what he says. That I, Ezekiel, sat in my house with the older people of Judah, sitting before me, that the hand of the Lord God fell upon me there. He's just sitting in his house. Ezekiel was there in exile. In exile, sitting there in Babylon, among the elders assembled and waiting for the word of the Lord to come. Lord, speak to us. Really speak to us. I mean, has God really spoken? Is he speaking to us? And if he is, why are we changing? If he really is speaking to us. Watch this, verse 2. This is amazing here. He says, then I looked. And there was a likeness like the appearance of fire. Imagine that. Now what's interesting here in the Septuagint, the actual translation of the Hebrew, it literally should read, not the fire, but it should read the Son of Man. Speaking of Jesus, who he saw in the presence of Jesus. He says, from the appearance of his waist, and downward, fire, and from his waist upward, like the appearance of the brightness, like the color of ember. Just like John the Beloved saw Jesus in the book of Revelation, when he saw him in his full glory. And here we have Ezekiel saw the glory, the glory of God standing there in the presence of heaven. The glory of God demonstrated to Ezekiel. This is Somebody Loves You Radio with Raul Reese. Don't forget, we're here to equip you with God's Word so that you can keep your mind and heart fixed on His truth. Download our free app for a variety of Scripture-rich resources. You can also reach us at 800-634-9165 or visit somebodylovesyou.com. Let's continue now with more of today's study, What's in Your Mind? Check this out, verse 3. And then he stretched out the form of a hand. And took me by a lock of my hair. And the Spirit lifted me up between the earth and heaven. Can you imagine? Just like John. I mean, this is a vision. He's getting picked up by the whole, by the Spirit of God. And he's getting transferred from Babylon. His body stays here. But in the Spirit, he goes into what? Into Jerusalem. 
to see what's going on and why the judgment of God has to come. Look what he says. And he brought me in visions of God to Jerusalem, to the door of the north gate of the inner court, where the seed of the image of jealousy was, which provokes to jealousy. As he came up to the house of the Lord, what's the first thing he saw? An idol of jealousy. It could have been Ashtoreth, the god of fertility. These are God's people in the house of the Lord. Imagine that. He says, Ezekiel, do you see what I see? Do you see what's up here with these people? And then he goes on, and this is so amazing here. Verses 4 to 16, now we see the idolatry and the people were exposed here. And behold, the glory of God of Israel was there, like the vision that I saw in the plain. So he's talking about the vision of God and the glory of God. Before the glory of God, the Spirit of God would depart. There it is. God has given opportunity for the people to repent, for the people to get it together so that God can work. Watch this, verse 5. And then he said to me, son of man, a title given not only to Jesus, but to the prophet. Lift your eyes now toward the north in direction of the sanctuary. And so I lifted my eyes toward the north. And there in the north of the altar gate was the image of jealousy in the entrance. Amazing. This image was put there by Manasseh, the king that rebelled against God in 2 Kings 21.7. And here he set up this image, and instead of destroying the image, they still kept it. They kept it there as a hindrance to the Holy Spirit, a hindrance to the Word of God, a hindrance to the people. How many times within our own lives, in your own homes, you have idols like this in your own home? And God has told you to take them down. And yet you want the blessing of God. If it's idolatry, you need to get rid of it. Look what he says in verse 6. Furthermore, he said to me, Son of man, do you see what they are doing? The great abominations that the house of Israel commits here to make me go far away from my sanctuary and not turn again and you will see greater abominations. Ezekiel, now you know why I'm moving away. My people don't care. They really don't want me around. So I'm going to take my glory and I'm going to go. And then he said in verse 7, And so he brought me to the door of the court. And when I looked, there was a hole in the wall. So God took him over to the court. And there was a hole in the wall. And God says, Ezekiel, I want to warn you that before you go to that wall and you look through the hole, you're going to see ugly things. You're going to see the minds and the thoughts of the people in my house. What they're thinking. Look what he says. Verse 7. And so he brought me to the door of the court. And when I looked, there was a hole in the wall. And then he said to me, son of man, dig into the wall. And when I dug into the wall, there was a door. So he digs through the hole. And here is a door to the sanctuary. And he said to me, go in. And see the wicked abominations which they are doing there. God says to him, Ezekiel, you're now going into the minds of the people. You're going to know what they're thinking. And it's not good things. Imagine that. What are our thoughts while we're here in the house of the Lord? 
What are our thoughts while we are at work? What are our thoughts while we're driving? You see, the Bible says to bring everything into the captivity of Christ. When we allow our thoughts to go further out and we allow to lose control of our thoughts, what happens? We get polluted. You're going through the channels on the TV. You see nudity. Do you take a second look, click the channel, and come back to it, or do you turn it off? You see? You watch pornography, or you hear filled stuff. Do you start listening, or you get rid of it? You can't grow. You can't extend your borders unless there's true purity, true repentance. You have to be honest with God. God wants a pure people. And Ezekiel goes into the minds of the people. And what does he see? Look what he sees. This is incredible. Verse 10. And so I went in and saw. And there was every sort of creeping thing, abominable beast, and all the idols of the house of Israel portrayed all around the walls. Can you imagine Ashtoreth? All the gods you can think in the Old Testament of fertility and sex, they were all in the house of the Lord, in their minds. Imagine that, in their minds. That's what they were watching. When they come to my house to worship me. Verse 11 And there stood before them 70 men, notice this, of the elders, now the leadership of the house of Israel. And in their midst stood Jezaniah, the son of Saphan. Each man had a censer in his hand, and a thick cloud of incense went up. I mean, think about this. They're in the house of the Lord, the leaders, the pastors. The pastors that go out with women. The pastors that drink sociably. The pastors that are supposed to lead the people to God. Like people, like priests. Right? That's what the Bible says. These people were sitting there with the censers, throwing up the smoke, which was prayer to the Lord. And yet, they were playing, what? Church. They were not even spiritual people. They had fallen from spirituality to total carnality. That's the way the church is today all over America, all over the world. It's sad. Pastors, elders, deacons, not being responsible and having integrity in their lives. Look what else. He says, you think you saw something? I'll show you something else. Verse 12. And then he said to me, son of man, Have you seen what the elders of the house of Israel do in the dark? Every man in the room of his idol. And they say, the Lord does not see us. The Lord has forsaken the land. It's over. It doesn't really matter what you do. God is no longer with us. That's what they were saying. God doesn't see. Oh yes, God sees. God sees everything. Everything in secret, in dark, and brings it to the light. That's what my Bible tells me. You cannot hide from God. Ezekiel, it is horrible what they're doing. He says, but I'm going to show you something else. Verse 13. And then he said to me, turn again, and you will see greater abominations that they are doing. And so he brought me to the door of the north gate of the Lord's house. And to my dismay, he says, this totally blew me away. The women now, sitting, worshiping, weeping for Tammuz. He was a Babylonian god, started back in the book of Genesis. Semiramis, 
was his wife. You see, Nimrod was her child. Here it is. They were worshiping Tammuz. And then he said, verse 15, And then he said to me, Have you seen this, O son of man? Turn again, and you will see greater abominations, not only the men and the women. Watch this. And so he brought me into the inner court. Where is that? The holiest of holies. Notice, in the Lord's house. And there, at the door of the temple of the Lord, between the porch and the altar, were 25 priests with their backs to the Holy of Holies. And what were they doing? They were doing this. Mm, worshiping the sun. Look what he says. Worshiping the sun. This is God's people. Astrology. Palm reading. Ouija boards. All those things in the house of the Lord. You've got to be kidding me. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. He says, can you believe, Ezekiel, what my people are doing? They're facing the east. Their backs to the temple of the Lord, and their faces toward the east, and they worship the sun toward the east. How sad. The priest, the people, were all messed up. No wonder the judgment of God is coming, and God is saying, I'm taking back my Shekinah glory. I can't work. I can't work. Not under these conditions. And then what does he say? Verse 17 and 18. The last two verses. The divine judgment announces. Look what God says. And then he said to me. Have you seen this, O son of man? It is a trivial thing to the house of Judah to commit abominations which they commit here. For they have filled the land with violence. And then they have returned to provoke me to anger indeed. They put the branch to their nose. This speaks of a shocking thing. He says they were not even shocked anymore. Nothing shocked them. Nothing shocks us today. I mean, what more evil can we see and hear? Seriously. Christians. I don't understand it. How can you say you're a Christian? How can you say you believe in God? You believe in His holiness and do those things. Watch what he says. Therefore, I also will act in fury, in judgment. My eyes will not spare, nor will I pity. And though they cry in my ears with a loud voice, I will not hear them. I will not hear them. Well, taking control of our thought life is incredibly difficult. But it's good to be reminded that God sees what's inside us all, and He's equipped us to honor Him through the mind-renewing truth of His Word. You're listening to Somebody Loves You Radio with Raul Reese. If you'd like to hear today's lesson, What's in Your Mind, in its unedited form, just call us at 800-634-9165, and for a donation of $5 or more, we'll send a copy to you. Now, for helpful insight into what it looks like to submit every aspect of your life to the Lord, we'd like to offer you this entire series from Rawl, titled, Don't Go There!, This 10-lesson study is available on either CD or flash drive. Challenging you to spend more personal time with the Lord, you'll find motivation to glorify God with absolute submission and an undivided heart. Visit somebodylovesyou.com or call 800-634-9165 to order all's 10-lesson series titled Don't Go There. 
We'll send you the CD set for a gift of $19 or the USB drive for $10. That's 800-634-9165. To order this resource by writing us, our mailing address is Somebody Loves You Radio, P.O. Box 4440, Diamond Bar, California, 91765. Watch Rawl on his YouTube channel every Tuesday at 10 a.m. Pacific for Straight Talk, a Q&A program with helpful guidance for a God-honoring life. Every one of these programs has also been archived so that you can download them through Spotify or iTunes. Plus, you can download our free app to your iPhone or Android for more Bible teaching, a personal scripture reading plan, and much more. Your partnership enables us to keep sharing the Bible's wisdom and instruction. We're grateful for every tax-deductible gift. Join us next time for a challenge to honestly evaluate the state of your heart before God. If you've been making excuses for not fully surrendering to the Lord, you'll see that you're shortchanging yourself and missing out on His richest blessings in your life. Here's Roll now with a closing comment. There is a time, there is a place, a line, when you cross it, You cannot go back on that line anymore. It's over. It happened to England. It happened to Scotland. It happened to Ireland. And it's going to happen to the United States of America sooner or later if we're not careful. But while the church of Jesus Christ is here, we need to be salt and we need to be light and we need to live in the presence of God and we need the Holy Spirit. We need His glory. We need it. We cannot pray without that. May God speak to our hearts tonight. I am falling in love with you. This program is sponsored by Somebody Loves You Radio in Diamond Bar, California.